more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, a few months ago, um, this kind of slipped below my radar for a while until it was brought to my attention by a colleague. Um, New Jersey, the New Jersey legislature voted, I think it was like 74 to nothing in favor of, uh, passing a bill, I think it was Assembly Bill A-1114, which would essentially mandate the return of civics class to kindergarten through 12, uh, 12th grade. Now, you and I have talked about this a number of times. I've written about it. I have often said we are woefully, woefully underserved by not having civics class yeah. to learn about everything about how the government works, to how public safety works, to, you know, this particular bill would, in quote, Uh, require schools to teach children how to interact with police in a manner marked by mutual cooperation and respect, basically comply and complain Mm -hmm. and some of the other things that we've talked about. Um, It's entirely plausible that this thing's going to pass the, you know, the New Jersey state Senate and then get signed into law by a conservative-ish Republican governor, (laughs) Uh, Chris Christie. Uh, You know, I say conservative-ish because he's not exactly the most conservative Republican I've ever seen. Um, you know, and if that's the case, isn't that fantastic news and a model that should be followed nationwide? Yes, again, the devil's in the details. And I think if it comes across his desk, I mean, I think the governor will sign it. It'd be like a day at the beach for him. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> really, can this be done? Who's going to regulate it? Who's going to define in a manner marked by mutual cooperation and respect, right? Um, I think it's a slippery slope to, to bring cops in to introduce this uh, lesson plan to the kids if the cops are going to teach it, um, if the teachers are going to teach it. Um, they might have a different view of civil rights. And this, this legislation might be more about how to tell police officers, I don't want to talk to you. I have mm-hmm. rights. I have uh, uh, f- First Amendment, Second Amendment, Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment rights, and I don't need to talk to you. It could get to that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see we, your point. We talk about it in, in my classes, my policy class. We talk about uh, you know the Bill of Rights and what those mean in day-to-day policing, policing First Amendment uh, activities. Fourth Amendment, uh, search and seizure. Fourth Amendment, fifth, sixth, fourteenth. Um, I like to illustrate um, the Eighteenth Amendment um, prohibition um, and and superimpose today's medical uh, or marijuana uh, legislation that's happening now. Mm-hmm. And so um, they line up uh, pretty well when you when you look at them. So the students really enjoy it, and they tell me they haven't talked about the Constitution since fourth grade. Uh, They all agree, probably 90% agree, that the Constitution should be introduced in high school at some point. 
that that we should require uh, constitutional testing when you get your driver's license renewed or when you go sign up for your voter registration, um, things like that. So I think if we're talking about that great idea, if we're talking about how uh, you know these are the rights that you have and cops shouldn't lay a hand on you, cops shouldn't detain you, cops shouldn't question you without your parents handy, um, okay, let's let's introduce it, but let's not call it what, what these guys are calling it. Um, I do believe cops do great work in schools right now with school resource officer programs and, and these sort of cop-friendly programs. But again, we talked about it on previous shows. I don't believe cops should to have a hand in administrative duties um, for kids that are... Uh, not abiding by classroom rules that unless it's a crime cops shouldn't go in there pull a kid out of class for disciplinary reasons that the schools deem to be inappropriate well and yeah you're absolutely right that too many educators are, are kicking the can down the road and not performing their duties in you know basic discipline in the classroom right and in, in, in instead basically requiring that the law enforcement officer be saddled with that responsibility. That's terrible misappropriation of, of all sorts of resources, not le- the least of which the school resource officer. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the more, and I've written this back in early August, I posted an article on cops and kids, and, you know, I think the title was something to the effect of, you know, the future of law enforcement is child's play. The more interaction that law enforcement proper. Now, the way I envision this thing happening is that you would have a law enforcement officer at least overseeing the curriculum. You know, the state, even if it's the state attorney general, someone in the, in the law enforcement spectrum overseeing the curriculum for this class. And of course, you're going to have educators who or they're gonna they're gonna go off script. That's just what educators do. Right. Um, you know, I mean, that's that's just the way it is in this day and age. Um, but at least you would have the involvement of law enforcement in the you know, again, the teaching of the Constitution, the teaching of how government works, the teaching of how, you know, how society should look, you know, and how we as a country, first off, became a country. Right. My son's eight. <laughs> he knows more about some of these things than most adults do. And that's embarrassing. Right. And it, I think that what we need to do is, if, like I've said this over and over, you know, the, the only way to really turn around this really anti-police, anti-law enforcement, anti you know, civil society movement we've got going yeah. is to get to the kids. You know, we've got to get to kids early and often. Yeah. Um, you know, I've said for a long time that I think that the age of 12 is the perfect age, right before you become a quote, teenager, mm-hmm. age of 12 is the perfect age to really begin to talk about hard issues, you know, dealing with a law enforcement officer, um, how to, you know, stay out of trouble, how to, you know, simple life skills that, you know, these things don't just magically appear in a person's head when they're, you know, 11, 12 years old. And their tendency at times at that age when they're just entering or right in the middle of puberty is to want to go off the rails, is to want to deviate from what is considered the norms of society. And so that's the time during which I think it, it's the sweet spot of the bat to ensure that, you know, you're guiding kids in the right direction. Um, you're giving kids the right amount of support. You know, I, one of the really disturbing things is that frequently in this in this country we're seeing single family homes, so there is oftentimes not a positive male role model. Sometimes there isn't a positive female role model. Right. Sometimes there's no role model at all. So that's when you have the opportunity. You know, cops are among the best people I know. 
and you can have just amazing influence on kids by you know involving you know yourself in the education of how you know those interactions should go right yep i think my again my fear and and my um my caution is that we don't turn this into a resist program right. for kids that we don't create these urban legends that I think it I think it's appropriate to tell kids that these are the rules about uh, stops, detentions, and arrests, right? And um, I'm afraid that we get into situations where, uh, depending on who's teaching it, it may be you have no obligation unless you're identified in a crime uh, to ignore the de- demands or commands of a police officer like we've seen in these YouTubes of these, mm-hmm. quote, sovereign citizens right. who sit in a car and say, I read somewhere that I don't have to give you my license. Uh, okay, and then, you know, proceeding, then it's followed up by the window being smashed with a baton mm-hmm. and the person being pulled out. And we don't want that. So, yeah, let's make it right. Let's let's talk about the the rights of, of young people. And um, and let's let's make the cops um, hold up to their end of the bargain as well. Mm-hmm. That they learn it and that they they respect those rules. I think with the advent of the body cam, I think there's there's a there's a bit of a twist that the the general public did not um, predict or anticipate, and that is that you really pull a lot of discretion out of the hands of police officers who may have at one point been able to say, hey, you were speeding, I'm going to give you a ticket. And then you say, well, officer, my mother's in the hospital or my, you know, my kid just got dropped off by the babysitter soon or whatever. And then you, as a police officer, the the ability of discretion allows you to say, okay, I'm not going to cite you. And then you're in a situation where you want to make an exception to maybe a rule, but you can't because now it's on body cam. Right. So when you could have turned a blind eye to uh, something because of an excuse or a small amount or something else, I mean, now cops are not willing to take a risk for strangers when they know it's on camera. So the the role of discretion in policing is getting thinner and thinner. Yeah. Well, you know, the, I don't know that this assembly bill in New Jersey is is the be all and end all. In fact, I know it's not. Um, I think that there's much, much more that can and should be done to help, you know, um, increase um, the, you know, the, the I, I guess I want to say the civility of civilians. Um, you know, but you can't necessarily legislate civility. I think it's something that is that is taught. That is learned. That is a an observable behavior that you can imitate. Right. You know, if you grow up in a good household, it's very probable you're going to be a good person. Um, the, the the odds go down uh, if you grow up in a household where you don't have that type of positive influence. And I think that the, I guess what I'm really getting back to here is the more involvement that law enforcement as a whole or law enforcement individual officers can have in positively affecting kids in this country. It's only going to be good for for everybody, not just the kids, but for for cops and, mm. and society in general. I think that 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 is the it's the the key to the, the castle. If we can if we can crack that code, uh, I think we we pave our way towards a much brighter future in America. Good point. Once again, we welcome your questions and your comments. Do please send us an email at policingmatters at policeone.com or just drop a comment in the uh, comment section below. Thanks again for listening.